this is a difficult teaching. Who can accept it? After a series of teachings on the bread of life, including Jesus feeding people, Jesus telling everyone he is the bread of life, and that all who eat of his flesh will have eternal life, we reach a point when folks are ready to jump off the bandwagon. The feeding was great. The teachings were still interesting, and they promised eternal life. But now, people are challenged by Jesus offering his flesh in place of the manna of their ancestors. The Jesus movement is in full force. Then, Jesus starts to get more radical and more out there than people were expecting. For some, it's simply too much. The mysterious and metaphorical flesh-eating sets people over the edge. Plenty of folks leave the movement. The apostles, however, plan to stay with Jesus. Even the one who will later betray Jesus tags along. When Jesus asks, do you wish to go away? I love Simon Peter's response. He says, Lord, to whom can we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and know that you are the Holy One of God. In other words, Simon Peter speaks up on behalf of the Twelve and says to Jesus, We have nowhere else to go. You are promising eternal life, and we believe you to be the Son of God. What I particularly like about his response is that Peter never says, we have no doubts or questions. He never says, yes, the message is entirely clear. No, Peter says that they believe and they know, with the implication being that they believe enough to continue following Jesus. They believe enough to not look for an alternative. Many of the people following Jesus were unable to accept his teachings, and they stopped following. There were surely others who were confused, but still interested enough to follow. They had seen Jesus' deeds and teachings, and they knew something important was happening. I'm sure there were folks with questions, and even doubts, who were still willing to follow. Now, here we are, about 2,000 years later. The followers of Jesus, and those who spread the Jesus movement, eventually becoming Christianity, were probably the same sort of mixed bag that we see from the beginning. Surely, there were people who followed for a while and then eventually felt like the message was too much, too out there. Then others with questions, concerns, and doubts. And likely, there were others who believed wholeheartedly every single word. If I were to guess, the people in that middle category the people with questions 
but enough faith to continue, were likely the majority of the Jesus followers and much of the reason we practice Christianity today. Here's the thing about Christianity. It doesn't actually make complete and total sense all of the time. Most of our faith defies logic and eludes scientific explanation. That's why we need faith and belief. Christianity is not based in hard facts. It's confusing at times. We have questions and doubts. Being Christian, being a faithful follower, being a disciple does not require that we have no questions and no doubts. It simply requires that we have enough faith to stick around, to keep following, and to keep learning. Being a follower of Christ requires that we believe enough to wrestle with our questions and doubts. It requires that we are curious enough to listen to the word of God and to grow and learn in the process. So in response to those early followers, I say, yes, this teaching is difficult, and we can accept it. It is difficult to understand and explain God coming to share in our human nature and to live and die as one of us. It is difficult to understand God offering of God's flesh for us to eat. And it is difficult to understand how that flesh offers eternal life. These are the sources of centuries-long debates and arguments. And trust me, if you start reading the essays upon essays of theologians engaged in these arguments, those too are difficult teachings. It is hard to fathom that we and so many others around the world gather at a table to eat of bread and simultaneously eat of the body of our Savior. It is difficult because it requires us to think about the mystery of God. We have to imagine something that is so much bigger than ourselves. And we believe this to be the bread of eternal life. And some days, it just feels like bread. And what does eternal life look like anyhow? Yes, it is a difficult teaching. And we don't have to accept it overnight without questions. Christianity is a lifetime of work. It is a lifetime of discovery, a lifetime of building and deconstructing and reconstructing and rethinking. Christianity is not passive belief. Now that is a challenging teaching. Christianity is not passive. It's an active sort of belief, a belief with many facets and room for movement and exploration. A belief eventually followed by action. A belief that motivates and guides. I took a Christology class in seminary. 
As you might guess, Christology is the study of Christ in the same way that theology is the study of God. This class included readings from many ancient and modern thinkers who debated exactly how Jesus took on human form. Did God change form? That feels scandalous. Or did God put on a human skin suit? It included debates about whether Jesus could actually be born of a woman and progress through normal childhood developmental stages. And, of course, debates about the meaning of the cross. Basically, there's way more than a semester's worth of interesting material in Christology. And that class left me with far more questions than answers. I know our doctrinal answers about Jesus, but even those leave a lot of room for questions. I also had days in that class when I thought to myself, how in the world do I believe any of this? The beauty of it was that I had a chance to wrestle with my understanding of Jesus. I often felt closer to Jesus in my questions than I did in my certainty. My questions got me in conversation with Jesus. My questions made me pray. And my questions made me want to follow Jesus even more closely. This was a formalized wrestling and a guided and graded one, I might add. It's likely that your wrestling with God will not happen in a classroom. Maybe it will. It might happen standing at the hospital bed of a loved one when you start asking God how this could be happening. How can our all-loving God let this happen? Where is God now? It might be sitting on the bus when you finally have a few minutes to think by yourself. Where is that stillness and peace that God promises? Where can I find God in the slog of everyday life? It might be on a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day, or on the best day of your life in moments when God feels furthest and when God feels surprisingly close. It might be a time of transition, a new job, a move, a new school year, a challenging new diagnosis, a marriage, a divorce, or a child on the way. Transition makes us ask all sorts of questions as we notice new things and make discoveries about how we relate to God and to others. Wherever and whenever you wrestle with God and wrestle with your belief, I hope that you actually do it. I hope that you give give yourself the chance to doubt and to question. Many people have been taught that a good Christian won't doubt. Many people are or have been in environments where they are not allowed to question. There is one way you have to believe it, 
and you have to act on it every single moment of your life. I hope that you feel room to explore your faith here. I hope that classes, prayer groups, worship, and informal fellowship all feel like places where you can bring your whole journey with Christ to the table. The ups and downs and everything in between is welcome here. You can question, you can doubt, even while you believe and have faith. Doubt is not antithetical to faith. It's part of the journey. Like the disciples, we can say to Jesus, to whom can we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and know that you are the Holy One of God. We can say to Jesus, we will stick by you and continue following. And we can go to Jesus with our questions, with our anger, with our grief, with our confessions, and with our joy, discoveries, and revelations. We can take it all to God. God is big enough to handle our difficulties with faith and belief. That's good news for me. It is good news to know that I can follow God and still have questions. It is good news to know that my faith and my doubt are not mutually exclusive. It is good news to proclaim, this is a difficult teaching, and by faith I will work to accept it. Amen.